so I went to Halloween Horror Nights, and I gave you the, like, really ragey, angry, me yelling version of the story. So oh, yeah. I went, so I went to Halloween Horror Nights, and I don't know, I don't like scary shit. I just wanted to go ride stuff at night and drink. Like, that's my version of Halloween Horror Nights. But then I walked through this section called Vamp 1955, <laughs> which is straight up, like, made for me. It's like classic 1950s rock blaring. All the vampires are dressed like greasers. And I'm like, this is awesome. And I spent an hour there. Keep in mind, this is an area you're supposed to walk through to get to other places. <laughs> and I just stayed there. Mm. And I remember, like, there's a prom queen crying. And, like, Ooh. like they're all vampires. They're all going to kill me. And I just looked at her and I was just like, look. You really need to pro-con this situation, because they could actually make you a vampire and you'd live forever, or you die. So really, what's worse, vampire or dying, you know? And I keep doing that for a while. Then all of a sudden, fucking Universal Police comes up to me and is like, can I see your ticket? And then I show him my badge and he's just like... Mm. Well, I've been told you've been screaming at the scare actors and making sure they can't do your jo their job. And I'm like... What? I haven't done anything! No! And they're like, we're gonna have to ask you to leave. And I'm like, no! This is all I ever wanted! A low, low, low to BS, the show that unleashes the bear every week. <laughs> Unleash the bear. <laughs> and joining me as always is he, the B to the L A K E. It's he, the Blake Tanner. And coming live to you from the load boat in. Uh... <laughs> beautiful destroyed east and central florida um is the s scotty moore hello everybody so yeah are we just gonna get right into it just yeah. go so okay um i guess kayfabe reasons is that wrestler wrestler's court takes a while to get into <laughs> and the uh, great episode 10 of us in wrestler's court will be next week so, I guess this is episode 9.5. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Welcome, everybody, because we were going to get it finished this week, but Mother Nature seemed to have other plans. Yeah, it, it forced a stay of uh, execution, as, yeah. uh, the, uh, as the judge put it. Yeah, stay of execution, basically. So, <laughs> that's right. This is episode 9.5. Next week, you guys are getting some wrestlers' court, and... Good God. I tried to escape the craziness of a hurricane in Florida. Then I just ran into more crazy from Florida. You've been... Buddy, you've had time. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. We at this show are never one to insult anybody or make anyone feel bad about themselves. And the person I'm about to talk about is a very sweet girl, means very well... 
But holy shit, I found the crazy in Florida. I found some <laughs> damn crazy. I found so much crazy, I couldn't even hold it. <laughs> so, uh, you were on the damn panhandle, too. That's not even real Florida. Man, that, no, I think that's worse. <laughs> that's it's wor- just even south or Alabama and Georgia. I, yeah, that's the thing. The panhandle is all the crazy of Florida mixed with the south, which is not a good competition. <laughs> Okay, so last week, I was at work. Also, um, I guess we should bring up the fact that I'm single now. So, get at me, ladies. Um, it was a very amicable breakup. Everything's fine. I'm fine. I'm not dead inside at all. Anyways. That's what he said. That's what we're saying now. Yeah, that's that's what we're saying now. Uh, so last week, I was at work, and this cute-ass girl comes up to me. And me and her start talking for a while. I help her with some games. And... Scotty Moore, of course, the uh, quickest man on the rebound. Uh, Oh! Um. (laughs) Thanks for that, Blake. Thanks for that. (laughs) Oh, man, I've been scouted by so so many NBA teams for how quickly I can get a rebound. Uh, He can throw those three-pointers from the corner. (laughs) So... So I meet this girl, and she says, here's my number, we need to hang out soon. And the next day, me and her went to Universal, it was a very lovely time. And I'm like, this is a good, fine girl, she's got like, have I have I described you good crazy? Because you know, I think there is a thing, such a thing as good crazy. When someone's crazy matches yours, it's perfectly fine, and it's a good type of crazy. And for a day... I thought this was a good type of crazy. The problem with crazy is you don't know how many levels of crazy there are when you start. Ogres have layers. (laughs) Crazy's got layers. (laughs) Like an oniony ogre. Like an onion. Like a parfait! Um, so, So she tells me she lives in Panama City Beach, which is basically the Alabama version of paradise whereas everyone else is like let's go down to Orlando we're like ah shit screw it let's just go down to PCB for a weekend (laughs) so uh I'm like okay sure sometime we'll come I'll come up there and visit you and uh initially the plan was for me and you to go stay with her for a few days Uh uh-huh that was that way, me and you could have us some bro time, and then maybe, for our listeners at home, a live Twitch stream of a load of BS. Keep uh, keep tuned for that. But, I think plans have changed <laughs> since this weekend. Because, um, the Hurricane, uh, Hurricane Matt Hardy came through. And deleted <laughs> Eastern Florida. It deleted Florida. And so, I'm like... Screw you guys, I'm going to PCB. So I go to PCB, and I message the girl, and I'm like, hey, let's hang out. Girl still lives with her parents. She's she's of age, but still, she's like still with her parents, and her parents still like control. So, so I like how you said she's of age. I'm, no, so- I, just, I just had to make sure for the police officers <laughs> listening at home, nothing bad happened. <laughs> I don't to catch a predator me. So like she's like, uh, yeah, you can't come over right now because my dad's home and dad doesn't let me out of his sight. I'm like, what the hell? 
What's going on? Like, you're a grown-ass adult, but it's whatever. It's whatever. I'm fine with it. So, next day rolls around, and I go to hang out with her at her, like, her, her dad's not there, her mom is, and her mom's badass. I love her mom. Her mom's awesome. And it's her and her best friend. I'm already pissed, because I'm like, really? This is gonna be the best friends here? You just gonna throw this shit at me? Me and the best friend? Okay, whatever. <laughs> and, uh, so, you know how, you know how people are good until they get around their best friend, and then they're suddenly the worst person? You mean like us on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we, I actually have a few great stories about that that we'll get into after this, but yeah, uh. it, it became this thing of like, we are at a pool, but I just, like, the night before I got a tattoo. I'm like, I cannot get in a swimming pool. I have a tattoo. The closest I can do is get in a hot tub and keep my arm out the whole time. She did not relent. She ripped my shoes off, grabbed me by the legs, and attempted to drag me in the pool, at which point I texted you saying, Save me! <laughs> and then, no means no. <laughs> no means no. And so... We start, like, for a good solid 30 minutes, her and her best friend are at the opposite side of the pool, not talking to me. So I'm just like, well, I'm here. I'll do whatever. So, um, then finally we get into a conversation, and... I made a joke about me getting drunk at Universal, and her friend goes, Oh, wow, we've got the drug addict and the alcoholic, and then points to her, to her, and I'm like, What? I, I, now, look, here's the... <laughs> Did you... It just became, like, 1980s black comedy. Shit. <laughs> and this is like, she a drug addict, and I'm like, What? Oh, but, that's a terrible thing to just pop out of the blue. Yeah, well, even even she was just like, hey, I kind of didn't lay ixnay on the Uggs drain. But, you know, like, I've had friends in the past who have been, like, addicted to pills or small things like that. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. Then the conversation continues. And she makes a con I can't even remember what she said, but I, it led to the realization that she had been addicted to to meth and heroin. What? So, <laughs> yeah. I don't well, think you mentioned the heroin in the text. Welcome to my world, because I'm sitting here like, you're like 19. Heroin, oh. wa heroin was like nothing. I didn't know that existed when I was 19. <laughs> did, she, did she have meth mouth? No, no. Okay, good. She had a very lovely mouth. Um... <laughs> So, she had a pretty mouth. <laughs> so, we continue, and then finally she's like, maybe I should pay attention to this guy who just drove six hours to, like, see me. And so we start hanging out, we start talking, best friend comes back. At this point, I hate the best friend. I started, Best friend I, is cock-blocking you at every well, turn. it's not even that. It's a matter of, like... It's not a good friend, you know? Because oh. she's still at that age where, like, friendship is not... It's a weird concept. They're just like, oh, yeah, I used to be best friends with this person, but now whatever. And I'm like, yo, best friends of life, you don't, <laughs> you don't bullshit like that. Mm -mm. 
Is she like the kind of best friend where they turn around and it's like, she's just such a stupid bitch, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, that's the kind of friend she was. Like, uh, obviously since the girl was there, she wouldn't, but I'm like, I know whenever she's on her own, she talks shit. Mm-hmm. And then leads to a conversation between her best, between best friend on the phone with her transgendered boyfriend who she just blocked on phone. Just blocked on phone. She she blocked... I'm sitting here like, it's your boyfriend. Why in the blue hell did you block them? At some point, like... I'm not one to give out relationship advice. But if you're blocking them off your phone because they're annoying you, you don't need to be in that relationship. Yeah, um, in the business, we would call that a red flag. Yeah, Um, yeah. So, Except in this case, the red flag is on fire and screaming. <laughs> and I'm wrapped up in it. Oh, <laughs> uh, And so it's between her best friend and uh, her boyfriend. And I swear to God, the boyfriend's... Uh, I know they're transgendered, so that might be what it was. But they sounded like even Stevens era Shia LaBeouf. And I laughed my ass off about it the whole time. Uh, and they're like, you're such a... They're like, you're such a dick. Why are you making fun of people? I'm like, did you hear him? So, anyways. It actually, it's a really weird thing when uh, people are going through, like, all that hormone treatment um, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's like, there's some weird outliers that could happen. It's whatever. man, hormones will fuck with you. It's whatever. I'm not, Mm -hmm. I ain't judging. Anyways, (laughs) conversation goes on, and she's just like, oh, yeah, we're going to actually go down to Pensacola and do acid. Um, Are you buying my hit, or, or... my having to buy my own hit and of course the boyfriend's like i'll buy your hit meanwhile oh, i thought they were talking to you no 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 so uh, scotty you gonna buy this hit for me or, uh... <laughs> no 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 at this point i we're on a dock i'm laying on my back in the dock staring up at the ceiling going what the fuck is my life right now what am i doing so uh, turns out, best friend, uh, buying two hits for herself, apparently she's rolling in the money, and, uh, they're bringing a friend along who's very small and has never done acid, and they get into a long conversation about, well, I don't know, she should only have half a hit. Well, no, half a hit isn't anything. Well, she's really small. Then, girl I met at work, the one I came to see goes, oh yeah, I used to peddle that stuff and I'd get really nervous. Like, I sold to that one guy who had anxiety and I was really worried about selling to him. And I'm like, what is happening? That's why you always have a trip, buddy. What? <laughs> it's a thing. This is why you I... This you is why one I, sober person that's always there for you. This is why I needed you here. <laughs> because oh. I was just sitting there like, what is happening? And I, I remember texting you like, I'm leaving if they don't let me. Oh, no, the worst was she gets out and she like, we're walking the dock. And I I assume it's just the boats of like people who live there and she has a boat and it's whatever. She goes, do you want to meet my friends? And I'm like, oh, no, (laughs) I'm expecting this bitch to like grow a tail and then jump in the waters. (laughs) (laughs) Come with me, man! Down to the bottom of the ocean! Under the sea. Yeah. So, then she walks over to a rope and just pulls it up. And you remember finding Nemo? Like, at the end, where they're all caught in the net, and Nemo's like, swim down! 
she, no. she had the nets. And she's just like, she just goes, these are my friends. And I'm just like, she killed her friends. No. She fed them to the fish. And then I'm like, all right, I'm out of here. I'm going to go back to my room, watch Deadpool and fall asleep. So, yeah, that's Thank how Thank God my- you weren't actually staying with her. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was one of the things was originally my plan was to drive up and stay with her. And my mom was like, do not stay with this woman. I will buy you a hotel with a hot tub and Wi-Fi. Please don't stay with this woman. I and- love your mom. <laughs> to Deborah Moore, the first patron of this show. Thank you so much for saving my life. Which, by the way, they're just now hearing all of this story for the first time. So I can't wait for the phone call after this of, don't you dare stay with her ever again. Don't talk to her. Don't do anything. I think I'm glad that we've already pre-decided that we're never doing that. (laughs) Yeah. No, it wasn't even me. It was you. You were like, I don't know this girl. I don't know the situation. I'm not staying with her. Yeah, I had to. I had to put my foot down and lay, lay, lay the law. <laughs> lay down some law on this shit. Oh uh, my I god! Had to, I had to get my uh, oh. <laughs> thunderbird on. Get, lay down that thunderbird. <laughs> oh yeah, but yeah. So how's your shit been, buddy? Uh, last night I went to a wedding and I had <laughs> wine and I got to color Alice uh, in Wonderland pictures. Uh, oh well, that's that. Wait, what? Wait, what? What was the burger eating contest? Because you haven't actually told me this tale yet. Oh, listen close and listen near. <laughs> About the tale of Duke, Duke, the Almighty. Okay, I'm ready. All right. So, um, Duke is a mutual friend of mine and Josh's, yeah. and he hangs around our group of friends. And he's a real cool. He's usually a chill dude. Yeah. Um. He's very. He's one that's very into politics. Um, every now and again, I think he can get a little bit uh, too. Uh, his subtext would be, "I am very smart. I am Duke." Yeah, uh, it's whatever. I'm, yeah. call- I'm referring to him as Duke the Dumpster for the rest of this. <laughs> Duke the Dumpster. He's one of the most uh, overly nice people, and it's just a pleasure to be around him yeah. most of the time. Like it's it's wonderful. I really like how both of our stories have started off with, "No, they're actually really nice people." Anyways, listen to this bullshit. No, this isn't bullshit. This is a tale of victory. (laughs) This is a tale of uh, a man overcoming all of the odds. Because we went down to um, a bar slash restaurant called Jack Brown's in Birmingham. And it was, uh, there were several of us, including Duke, Josh, myself, Hagen, Michael. Um, And so... We're all down there, and Josh is talking because this place has fucking nice-ass burgers. Yeah. Like, those burgers are delicious, <laughs> dude. They got a burger with mac and cheese on it. Dude, I like you just went full Hulkster on it. You're like, those burgers are great, dude. Listen here, brother. <laughs> These burgers, they're gonna leg drop you into next week. Oh, my God. Uh, so, we're going, and Josh is talking about the... Uh, they have a competition, yeah. and it's just your normal, like, okay, see, let's see how many burgers you can eat, and if you eat more than the record, then you're the record holder. Holy and, shit. Yeah, you get your name on the, uh, like, on our wall, yeah. and you get a free hat, and you get a free t-shirt, and you get, <laughs> uh, like, some other cool stuff. 
Yeah. And they have two competitions. One is how many burgers you could eat, or you could go with how many uh, big-ass fried Oreos you want to eat. Oh, I could win the fuck out of that. The current fried Oreos is uh, 17. Oh, hell sitting. no. And what? Oh, dude. I can, oh. I can beat that yeah. right now. And the only rule is you can't leave your seat while you're uh, taking the challenge. Okay, I know what... Anything else goes. Anytime I... this in mind. Whenever I come back to Birmingham, I am kicking the shit out of that competition. (laughs) Oh, so... We're going... And we're just eating and drinking like normal. (laughs) Because we're just watching the Bama game and whatever. Roll Tide. Yeah, Duke is... After Duke is like... Oh yeah, I just ate this double cheeseburger, and then I had these Ore- like these four fried Oreos. Well, it's like, yeah, I feel you know, I feel like I could take that challenge on. Wait, because he had time- already eaten? Yes, he had already eaten. <laughs> and <laughs> the current record at that time was seven burgers. Yeah. So he was like, yeah, I think I could do that. I could eat seven burgers. And everyone is like, Duke, what the fuck? <laughs> you dumb piece of shit. Why are you doing this? Oh, That's so you like got... 60 bucks worth of burgers. You guys immediately went heel on him. You were like, no, it can't be done. It was most, it was jo- Josh especially, because um, Josh calls people out on bullshit. Uh, yeah, I can yeah. see, that's definitely a Josh move. And Hagen was sitting on the corner. He was like, I don't think you're gonna do it, but live your bliss, man. Like, <laughs> whatever. And Wait, I was do you have fir- to pay for the burgers? Um, if you don't uh, set a new record, you have to pay for all the burgers. Okay. okay. And that would have been like 60 bucks worth of burgers. So, I and I'm firmly in the Duke camp. I don't want to <laughs> see this happen. I don't care if he wins or not, I just want to see it happen. Duke the dumpster. <laughs> so, I'm like, Duke. If you eat at least five burgers off of those seven, I'll give you 20 bucks. <laughs> and then Hagen was like, and I'll give you 10 bucks. So already Hagen and I offered to pay for half of his tab if he failed. <laughs> He's like, oh, well, yeah, I think I'm going to do this now. So um, the, uh, I guess the, uh, the, the manager there, uh, his yeah. name was Nuke, which is really nice. Nuke and Duke. Um... <laughs> So they, or he come, or they call him over, or one of the waitresses gets him, and he's like, oh wait, you've already eaten a double cheeseburger and fried Oreos? Alright. We'll give you one burger already. So you have to at least eat six burgers to tie, and he's got to eat seven burgers to get the record. Oh wait, so they they counted the initial cheeseburger? Yeah, since he didn't actually get out of his seat since he got there. (laughs) So they're like, okay, we'll so do that l- for you. his laziness worked for him. <laughs> Have you stood up once? No, I've just been no. sitting here. I think they let him go to the bathroom, like, they let him get a courtesy visit to the bathroom right before he started. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, they're like, okay, we're going to bring this challenge out. And so they get the fry cooks in, and the, the cooks are like, all right, let's make these burgers. And I can hear, like, um... As the you know the cooks will look out every now and again, and they have a perfect line of sight to see Duke, and they're like that you could see him like that guy, man, he ain't gonna do it. Nah, he's not. I don't oh, think he's gonna shit. do it. This this motherfucker over here, nah, what the fuck? Now the waitresses, the waitresses were firmly behind Duke. Yeah. Um, 
to uh, our waitress, who will hereafter be referred to as uh, Dread Hair Girl, because she has some cool-ass dreads. She's like, no, nah, you're going to fucking do this. You're going to sit down, you're going to eat some damn burgers, and you're going to fucking win. Oh, my God. <laughs> she already had a corner, man. Mm-hmm. And um, so, like, the manager, Nuke, he was like, you know what? Because Duke is so enthusiastic about this. Yeah. Like, he's jumping for joy at the prospect of taking this challenge. <laughs> like, he is center stage, and he is so fucking ready for this. He is da- he's jiving in his seat. <laughs> he's doing a little jiving. dance. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm going to do this. So they bring out all of the burgers at once. Yeah. And they brought out, since they already counted, um, they brought out eight burgers in total. Okay. So if he uh, got them all down... I think it would be nine. I think it would yeah, be ten time. burgers. Oh, really? Uh, because they counted the double cheeseburger that he'd eaten. Oh, okay. As uh, two, so it's like, all right, here's your burgers, and he's like, let's fucking do this, guys. <laughs> so uh, let's rage. Yeah. So Duke grabs a burger and he just starts chowing down. You know, he's going at a pretty nice pace. It's like burger one down. Burger two, no problem. Burger three, let's do this. Burger four, hmm. <laughs> you know, he gets around to burger like five, and then he starts slowing the pace down a little bit. And he's like, okay, we're gonna slow down. And he's still going like at like normal burger eating pace. Yeah. And so he's getting burger five down. He's like, you know what? I could use some water. Could I get a glass of water? And I'm like, sure. And, you know, he gets he gets Burger 5 down. Um, around the time we get to Burger 6, he's going at about half the pace as he was at Burger 5. Um, and at this point, we're like, Duke, you already got our money. Keep going, man. And see, like, I'm like, Duke, 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 Duke. <laughs> Hagen's like, Duke, Hagen's, dude, I think you could do this. I think you can do this. Josh is like, I didn't think you'd get this far, man. I don't know if you can make it, but I didn't think you'd get this far. Because uh, Duke and Josh had made a promise that if Duke doesn't finish his burgers, Josh gets all of them that he doesn't finish. <laughs> um, but no, he, Duke eventually makes it through Burger 6. Yes! And it felt like Burger 7 took so damn long. <laughs> it was just a slog. And as, as he's finishing, we're taking these burger plates away. Duke's like, take this away. Take these plates. Get ready. Take it away. I'm vanquished. Get, the, get this pile of crap out of my rig. Uh, I don't want to see this anymore. <laughs> like, Duke, you know, every now and again, the waitresses during this time, they're coming in. How you doing, big guy? You got this? I got this. Yeah, it's no problem. And then there are some points where he starts to, like, slow down. And they're like, come on, you can do it. Just get it down. All you have to do is get these burgers down, Duke. You've made it so far. And they're like, just dip it in water, Duke. Do oh, what God. the pros do. <laughs> He's like, no, I can do this. I, I can think I can do this or just legit. And he's just slowly making his way through the burgers. Yeah. And you really don't... You don't start seeing uh, pain in Duke's eyes <laughs> until he finishes that seventh just burger. pain... Because he starts to get that thousand-yard stare. He's like, 
okay, I can do this. I can do this. No, I can do this. And he gets his second win, and he finally, after what feels like an eternity, takes a first bite into that eighth burger. Yeah! Because it took so damn long for him to take that first bite. He's like, no, I got this. And at this point, everybody is behind Duke. Everyone wants to see Duke vanquish this challenge. <laughs> well, he's at, he's already at seven, so he's beat. Mm-hmm. He's at least tied. He's got a... The, it was the weird the way that they worded it, because he had to eat eight burgers in one sitting to win. Okay. Uh, but he was so damn close, too, man. Um at that point, because he was like, one bite in, I was like, okay, okay. Ten minutes later, he takes the second bite. And during that time, we're all like, is Duke gonna do this, or is he just like, because he stalled out pretty hard, and everyone was like, you can do this, Duke, you can do this. And they were like, okay, let's get his mind off of eating. And we start watching the Alabama game. The <laughs> Alabama game was not interesting. Um, So we start talking about other stuff, and Duke's like, no, I got this. I got this. And, you know, as he starts getting closer, everyone uh, frequently is popping in with their uh, phones and just trying to catch the magical moment <laughs> of Duke winning. So Duke's about halfway through this eighth burger. Uh-huh. And he's about he's had about four or five cups of water um, <laughs> in between this. Because he's just, like, he's used it to just kind of get the taste of burger out of his mouth. Just to distract him. Yeah, because he's, he's real damn tired of the taste of burger at this point. Mm-hmm. And then I think BJ pulled, has his phone up. And then Duke, for the last few seconds, Duke has got this real long thousand-yard stare. And then you kind of hear him mumble, Oh, God, I'm <laughs> <laughs> And he just vomits. All oh, over no. the bar. No, damn. On top of his phone. And his knee-jerk reaction, he was real quick with this, too. He grabs one of his empty water cups, and he just creates the worst <laughs> fucking slurry. No. Water and half-digested meat. Oh, no! Duke! And everyone was like, no! <laughs> Duke, but Duke... Duke hasn't left his seat. Wait, what? Duke did not get up. So bombing, it does not disqualify you. Nope, the only rule is you can't leave your seat. And Duke (laughs) has half of a burger left. I love this. Partially covered in vomit, mind you. Oh, Duke! Duke! So Nuke... The manager comes up and he's like, "You can do. You can still win this, dude, but you got to finish that last burger, and we'll we'll put you down for nine burgers." And he's like, <laughs> "Okay." So we get the bar cleaned up first. Of course. Hagen wipes down Duke's phone, which is a thankless job. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I just love that the burgers covered in vomit too. <laughs> Yep. But then Duke's, after a minute, after we get everything cleaned up, yeah. he's like, oh, you know what? I feel a lot better now. <laughs> of course you do! <laughs> and then he just powers down that half a burger, man. Oh my god! And at the end, everyone <laughs> cheers. And mind you, BJ, <gasps> our friend, has gotten the moment. The moment <laughs> of vomitude. 
on camera. Oh, that's forever. If, if anyone wants to see this moment, it'll go up on our Twitter when this mm-hmm. when this finally hits tomorrow. It's also gonna be posted on the Dark Room's uh, YouTube account. <laughs> we're doing like a Chronicles video. Oh, that's gonna be great. Shit, yeah. So and so in the end, they come out. And uh, before before Duke gets his winnings, he takes off his like he had this uh, checkered overshirt on, <laughs> vomit covered checkered, which is overshirt. covered in vomit. So they brought out like, okay, Duke, and you guys, you got to help us clean off the bar. Oh my god! So, and we were happy to do that. Um, so he just takes that overshirt off and is like, "Yep, this thing's ruined." Drops it in the trash. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> they immediately come out. They give him a pair of sunglasses. <laughs> they give him a hat. <laughs> and he... I don't know why the sunglasses make it. This just bloated, depressed guy covered in vomit wearing, Duke, co- wearing he... cool guy shades. He was far from depressed. <coughs> he was ecstatic. He was happy. Oh my he was God. victorious. Oh, I, I need any of our listeners, mm. if you have a sliver of artistic talent, I need a beautiful drawing of Duke in this moment, because he's about to become our official mascot. I have that picture of him oh. with all of the burgers, <laughs> with that big-ass smile on his face. So, we, <laughs> as soon, so we're all standing up, and we paid our checks long ago. Yeah. And they're like, Duke's like, all right, I don't need to pay anything, right? And they're like, nope. They write his name on the board, put nine burgers, and then we bounce. <laughs> I like to think he does the fist pump, like at the end of Breakfast Club. <laughs> Don't you forget about Duke. Duke. Oh, Uh, and as we leave. Yeah. So the last picture that I want you to imagine is we get back to Josh's apartment. The first thing Duke does is take off his undershirt, which is also partially covered in vomit. (laughs) Okay. And throw it into the washing machine and just proceed to sit (laughs) in... In an armchair and contemplate his life. Uh, please tell me you still had the sunglasses on. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh my god. I think Duke kept the hat and he gave the sunglasses <laughs> to Hagen for helping uh, uh, with his uh, vom duty. Well, dude, it's settled. Next time I come to Birmingham, I've got to try not to duke it up, but I am going to do the fried Oreo challenge. <laughs> and if you want to help me. <laughs> Get to, get to Birmingham to get some cool guy shades and a stomach full of Oreos. Just head on over to patreon.com slash a load of BS. Oh my god. <laughs> to donate one dollar, you get a pair of cool guy sunglasses. No, uh, donate one dollar. We'll mention your name on the podcast, give you some bullshit to talk about. Donate five dollars. We'll send you a weekly motivational video. Oh, dude, that broke me. That story <laughs> fucking broke me. Uh, $5, you get a uh, 
a weekly motivational video from me or Blake. $25, you get to come on the show and try to one-up that story, which you cannot. <laughs> oh, dude, patreon.com slash loadbs. Oh, my God, that was great. <laughs> Listen well to the tale of Duke. <laughs> Dude, that was, I think that was the longest opening segment we've ever had. Oh, <laughs> oh we've both had such journeys. This is, what, <laughs> this is what happens when we take two weeks off from the podcast. Oh, shit goes down, dude. Yeah, dude. I, I felt, I, I mean, I was like, well, we could just wait another week. And then I was like, oh, let's just give them a little something. And I am so fucking happy we are. Oh my god. Oh yeah, the story about uh, best friends becoming assholes when they're around each other. (laughs) So Blake Tanner, who is the nicest, sweetest young man you could ever meet, just a real beautiful man. He gives homeless people pizzas. He... We literally did that once. I I know, that's why I said it. (laughs) He throws pennies at children. To make them have more money. He's just a great guy. But what did I do? Until he gets an hour away from his home. At which point... Okay, the best way... I don't want this to become therapy hour, but I may or may not have been seeing a woman a long time ago who may or may not have been engaged to be wed. And there may or may not have been a child involved that may or may not have been mine. <laughs> I know this story. <laughs> so, so Blake's in, like, my hometown, which is, like, an hour away. And we're pulling out of Books a Million. And I'm like, I don't know, maybe we should go back in. And I look over, and the chick and her husband and their child are getting out of their car, and I'm like, no, we need to leave. At which point, Blake Tanner rolls down his window and screams, you're not the father! (laughs) At which point, I have to speed out of this book civilian parking lot, like, what the fuck was that? And you just go, I don't know anybody here. Like, you were just so, like, no one's judging me here. I don't give a shit. Oh, dude, that was the moment where I cashed in all of my good boy points. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I got you back later in that day, motherfucker, because that was the day we were walking through the mall, and that guy was trying to sell CDs. (laughs) And I just tossed you at him. Oh, my God. And if you want to hear the rest of that story... That's funny. Gonna... Go find a different one of the podcasts, dick. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's really late. We're both tired. We we haven't got to BFF it up in a while. So go BFF yourself. Just <laughs> j- just kidding. We love you. Uh, oh, so... We'll BFF you all night. <laughs> so, bound for glory. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try to get this podcast back on track. So, uh, the other day I'm at work, and being the rebound master I am, I find a girl in a Balor Club shirt, at which point I'm like, immediately like, I must talk to you, and I must get okay, your Okay, I number. would like to point out 
that you have had so many rebound moments that I have trouble differentiating them. Call me Michael Jordan, bitch! Because I thought that Valor Club girl was the same PCB girl for a while. Oh, and I no, thought no. that they were at least three different people in between. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm living this weird Tyler Durden life. I'm just like, I don't know. They're all different, but they're all the same. <laughs> no, I saw a girl in a Valor Club shirt, and I'm like, well, she's hot. So I walk over, and I'm like, hey, what's up? Then we talk for a while, and then I did Finn Balor, like, for Halloween last year, so I showed her, and I'm like, give me your number. I didn't say it that accusatory. <laughs> I wasn't just like, yeah, it was him for Halloween. Now give me your number. No. <laughs> Do it. Read it. And then she starts talking to me and goes, oh, yeah, I'm going to see TNA tomorrow. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. But she's like... To which I take offense. <laughs> And then, well, no, I was just like, ah, whatever, it's TNA, I don't give a shit. And then she's like, well, you know Universal get employees get in free. And I'm like, hot girl, wrestling show, let's go. Also, how could you pass up the chance to see Broken <laughs> and all his brilliance? Oh, no, I was lucky, because the spot we were in, they were handing out broken section signs. <laughs> So there are points during the broadcast, which, by the way, if you watch Bound for Glory, you can see me. You're there. You're right opposite the hard camera. I oh. saw you a lot on <laughs> I, my bootlegged stream. Oh, you can see me so easily. But when, bro when Matt comes out, I scream. I went insane. So, uh, damn it, I want to review the show, like, correctly, but so little of it mattered. Uh... All that mattered was the Great War. Yeah, the Great War. So, uh, for those of you who have not watched Bound for Glory, here's some spoilers. Uh, match one, DJC defeated Trevor Lee. It was a match, and I saw Trevor Lee in a bar later. So, whatever. I don't give a shit. <clears throat> Anyways, then, <laughs> we're going to speed... I'm not going to do this like your SummerSlam review. <laughs> I'm going to speed through this bitch. Look, uh, I'm not saying that Bound for Glory was worse than SummerSlam. But everything but the Great War was worse than SummerSlam. Um, the, well, actually... The main event was pretty good. I enjoyed the 10-man Bound for Glory gauntlet match because <laughs> of E-La Drake. Dummy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was screaming dummy yeah when he won. I was so happy. And then I was just as happy to see Grado who came in for a second, and then we all chanted, Bullshit! Bullshit! It's your sale! Oh no, I saw him at a bar later, and I just went, It's your sale! He goes, How you doing, mate? I go, Can I get a picture? He goes, Of course, of course, come here. And I took a picture with him, and then for the next five minutes, he just fixed his hair, worrying about how the picture came out. I was very confused. I love that man. I love him so much. Uh, let's see, Moose versus Mike Bennett. That was a match. Anyways, Aaron Rex versus Eddie Edwards. Here's my problem with this match. Uh, all of it. Now, it's the thing of, like, when did it you finally realize that Aaron Rex isn't as fantastic as you want him to be. Oh, no, I realized that a lot. Like, his debut, I was like, this isn't Damien Sandow. This is a really sad dad. <laughs> oh, I felt bad. because I. It's like if you took away all of the good things of Damien Sandow. Yeah. Oh, no, I chanted for Eddie Edwards the whole match. And later at that bar, 
Damien or Aaron came in and I was just like, hey man, thanks for you had a really good match. And he just like he didn't even give me a full handshake. He gave me the limp dick like noodle handshake and I'm like, he knows. He knows. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, my problem with this match is like it's based kind of on UFC rules where there's like three minutes and then you have a break. Your problem, my problem with that is like if it goes to a split decision like this match did, mm-hmm. it's it, you can instantly call bullshit on it. You can instantly be like, "Well, this is just fake pro wrestling at its best." They Especially just because the match can liter, it can literally end in a genuine pinfall. Yeah, it can end in a pinfall, and I'm like, if Aaron pinned him, I'd have been fine with that, but like. They built no excitement in this match, and it made me so mad, because I'm like, Damien, I have given you a lot of passes. I give you no more passes. It's just, he could be really great when he's doing that one gimmick. Yeah. But he's also not an amazing wrestler. Yeah, he really, I'm sure he is if he has the right character. Whatever he's doing right now is terrible, though, because he's basically got that... WWE fired me, so now I'm angry gimmick, which isn't... It you mean half of the gimmicks in TNA yeah, for the last ten years? That's the problem. The only one who I think has ever done that well was Mr. Anderson, and that's just because I love Mr. Anderson. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, I'm going to skip the next match, because I'm fairly sure that's going to be the dis- entire topic of discussion. Uh, <laughs> Gail Kim versus Maria. Um, all I cared about in this match was Allie. Allie is the most adorable thing on this planet. Have you heard her voice? Yeah, it's it's. Look, don't judge my beautiful wife. Um, Lashley versus EC3. Uh, it was fine. I was really pumped to sing along to EC3's theme song with everybody, but other than that, I was just like, this is a match. That that top rope spear though. That was a thing. It happened. I'm sorry. Everyone was like, he did a spear off the top rope. I'm like, that means he fell on the dude. <laughs> that's it. If you, did... if you get technical about it, that's every move from the top rope. No, okay, shut up. Like, an elbow drop requires some finesse. This motherfucker just kind of went, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then the final match we need to talk about. Matt Hardy and Brevin Wait, Nero. wait. Speaking oh, of people oh. with WWE just fired me. Yeah. Except instead of fired, I quit because I was getting bullshit. Oh, shit, I forgot about this. <laughs> That's how my... Well, it also wasn't on the Wikipedia article, so I was whatever. <laughs> but, oh, my God. Super marked out for Cody Rhodes. I was so... Uh, Cody, pumped. last name redacted. Uh, no, it's Cody and Brandy Rhodes. You may think that his last name is Rhodes. Uh, that's perfectly fine for you to assume. I don't care. <laughs> oh, oh, dude. That's I, one of the best loopholes. I, I, poop, I, I pooped. I, yeah, I pooped. <laughs> I pooped myself when Cody Rhodes came out. Put that on the DVD box, TNA. <laughs> um, and then finally, Matt Hardy and Brother Nero versus Decay. Oh my god. I can't put into words the sheer joy and excitement I felt during this match. It was art. I didn't <laughs> think they could top the final deletion. They topped it 
so well. Well, here's what I love about it. It's because at the end of the day, pro wrestling is dumb. I'm sorry, I can't. I, I, it's my favorite thing in the entire world. It's straight up dumb. And the people who are like get into technical arguments about like, pro wrestling should be this, and you should sell like this, and you shouldn't do something like this. I'm like, shut up. Because at the end of the day, all it is is about entertainment. And Matt Hardy is my favorite thing on this planet. Uh, so uh, I have I have the same problems with this match that you do, and it's one simple problem, which is Matt, Matt and Abyss did not fight on a Ferris wheel, because that's that's how out there this match could get. Mm-hmm. But they did fight in a truck, driving down the road. That was brought by some redneck that just jumped out. Abyss, fight me! I was just gonna say, what the fuck was that? I was like, I, I, I think this might be something I'm not aware of. Because I thought it was Senior Benjamin, but no! Oh my god. I don't remember. I don't know. What it am was I... just some dude. It was some dude. One of my personal favorite moments of the match, however, was still a very old woman behind me just going... What is this bullshit? Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, it's art, old woman. Oh, oh. My favorite part is like, if you watch it as someone who does not live in this area, the backstage stuff with Matt and Abyss is kind of like, oh, okay, they're just kind of fighting around Universal Studios. No. That Ferris wheel is nowhere near Universal. <laughs> <laughs> Reading in kayfabe, there was a solid, like, ten minutes where they were just running towards a Ferris wheel. Because I was like, oh, they're fighting outside the Universal sign. That's awesome. I've been out by that sign. And they were at a Ferris wheel. And I'm like, there's no way they got there that fast. Do you remember, it's been a year or two now, that street fight that Ambrose had with Luke Harper? And they just drove away at one point. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That's what that should have been. Yeah. Oh, my God, it was so great. Everything about it was great. The, even the ending. Because, like, the ending, despite all the stupidity of this match, the ending really got a huge pop out of me. Mm-hmm. Where me was just like, Brother Nero, you've done so well. I invite you. To indulge in your addictions. And then Jeff just comes off the top. Uh, this old-ass man just decides, I can take this. Jumps off a 15-foot ladder through a table. And I'm like, yes. This is all i Jeff ever Hardy doing what Jeff Hardy does best. Yeah, it, it was everything. Actually, everything I ever wanted was King Maxwell dressed up as, as Matt. That was the best. That and the opening, uh, the opening video package of like the of the old school like storybook. <laughs> oh my, yeah. Wonderful. What wonderful. Oh, I hope I hope we still have listeners right now. <laughs> I'm sure oh. there was a moment where they're like, I don't know what's happening anymore. They're just both tired and delusional. We may have, we've probably even lost anybody that's listening that knows wrestling. Yeah. We've lost my family. 
That's how far out we've gone. Even my mom and dad at this point have gone like, oh, hell no, I'm done with this shit. <laughs> Which is sad, because as you well know, TNA is now um, an adjunct of the Smashing Pumpkins. And if you want to help us buy TNA... <laughs> Head on over to patreon.com slash a load of BS. We uh, only need five million dollars. We only need, basically, we only need Smashing Pumpkins money. So, like, two <laughs> bucks. Anything. So fucking, anything Billy Corgan can shit out in a week and call an album. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, Blake, we are fucked. <laughs> we've gotta oh. go, we've gotta go to court. We've got to go to court. We have no lawyers. We've got shit. Oh, shit. I've actually, um, so I've been narrowing down a list of candidates. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, but I really don't know about some of these guys. Uh, well, just bring, bring them, if you've got them here, right? Bring them in. We'll interview them. Yeah, okay. Um, they should be knocking on the door any minute now. Okay. <clears throat> Come in. Hello, Graham! I'm Lord the Nymph Shaman Could I count on you to be unbiased in defending us against the Ric Flair? Of course, I'm perfectly unbiased. Would never say a negative thing about Ric Flair. No, no, no. Ric Flair is suing us. We need you to defend us from Ric Flair. What the fuck did you do to Mr. Flair? We did nothing I... to Mr. Flair. Why would you insult the number one man in Nigeria? The king of all of Nigeria? How dare you do this to this man? I also just realized this is not a Nigerian accent. You're damn right, you didn't know. <laughs> shut, shut, shut up. I moved to Nigeria at age of 21 from Jamaica, <laughs> Scotland, Canada. And, okay. I, and I have worked there as bartender and lawyer for many years. And the award to most racist. <laughs> is There's nothing racist about this man. I love it, man. All right. Um, thank you for your time. Don't call us. No we'll call problem. You. I don't have a telephone. It'll be fine. 
Right. Oh my god! <laughs> as you can see, I like him. He he was cool. We should hire there, him. There wasn't a long laundry list that to... I could pull from. <clears throat> okay, at least the next guy knows about wrestling. Okay, okay. You got you got him coming in. Yeah. Uh, you ever heard of a dude named Spider Lockhart? Oh, yeah, that was the Texarkana Southwestern Eastern Champion of 2013, wasn't he? Yeah, he owned that uh, territory for a while. Mm -hmm. Oh, JWF, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. Was, uh, he's pretty good, and I think he's retired now. Uh, or Where just... the fuck said I was retired? Don't you hey, As long as I got fucking $50 in a Coors Light in my fucking truck, I'll never retire, buddy! You know, that's great to hear, Spider. We really need someone like You're you in the damn business. Right. Now, um, I, I, we spoke briefly about this, but as you know, Ric Flair is suing us. I fucking hate that son of a bitch! Rick, let me tell you something. Back in 1977, I called Ric Flair. I said, buddy, get your ass down to the JWF. And he told me he wasn't going to lay down. Oh, Fucking Flair refused to lay down for the Texarkana Southeastern Western Champion. And I'll tell you, I would not fucking put up with it, buddy. Well, you know, that's good to hear. Uh -huh. Because we really need some, like, some fire like that to bring against Ric Flair. Because he and fire. his lawyer, Triple H. Like firearms. Like guns. I got fucking plenty of guns, buddy. We'll go in there, shoot both of them in their fucking heads, buddy. We'll do it. No, no Spider, not like that. What? What the fuck do you think we're going to do, then? We're going to wrestler's court, Spider. Oh. Oh, no, I, I can't. I can't do that. Oh, hell no. That, I've been wanted there for fucking 15 years, buddy. What did you do? All right, don't fucking tell nobody. <clears throat> I fucked Jim Cornette. What? I fucked Jim Cornette right in his fucking tennis racket little asshole and he fucking called me inside told the boys i fucking broke kayfabe motherfucker let me tell you something right now the spider never breaks kayfabe only thing i broke was his fucking o-ring when i fucked his little asshole buddy wait spider if you never break kayfabe but you talk about kayfabe isn't that in a sense breaking kayfabe Oh. Oh, God. Everything I know is a lie. I've brought dishonor upon my family. I've brought dishonor upon the boys. And I've brought dishonor upon the JWF. I must commit seppuku. I must... I don't know. I must die for my art. Ah, fuck it. I got a fucking booking next week. I can't kill myself right now. Alright, anyways, good luck with that shit, boys. If I gotta give you any advice, it's very simple. Don't fuck Jim Cornette. Alright, see ya, buddy! Bye, Spider. What the f What the hell was that? Well, uh, I don't know if we can count on Spider anymore. Yeah, I, I, did he almost kill himself? He had a knife, and it was out. He momentarily blipped out of existence because, uh... I'd mentioned that he may have been breaking kayfabe. Dude, don't you don't do that to those old timers. The old timers he... will straight up fucking kill you. Oh, he almost killed himself. <laughs> yeah.
I guess that yeah that would that would also do it, wouldn't it? Oh, <laughs> uh, it's I, also not allowed in wrestler's court. Um, oh, I don't think I'm allowed to tell you why. It's fine. I I don't want to know. Like we had to do some bad stuff to get in there, so I'm not gonna worry about it right now. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, actually, I do have one last guy. Uh, I had to call in a couple of... Fu- Actually, let me make sure Spider's gone, because Spider used to feud with this guy, and I don't know if... I don't know how far he'll extend kayfabe. Okay, Spider's gone. Uh, okay. So, Blake, if I can, I just want to in- in- invite you to meet a man who is the captain of the sea, a captain of the world, and a captain of all the ladies' hearts. It is uh, a man known as Captain Tibbs. How are you oh, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> hey, Captain, how are you doing today, man? We we are in a little bit of a pickle. If I could, could, could we get your help, possibly? Ah, oh, Mrs. County Moore, after everything that UPS boys have done with me, for me, and the JWF, and all of our long-time running fans, and all of our long-time oh. running sea chanties, and all of our long-time running boys, oh. I would do anything for the BS. Uh, so, you, so, but we, need, we need, do need a lawyer. Are you... Are you a certified lawyer in any way? Yeah, I'm a certified sea lawyer. Uh, so, I don't think our case is on the sea. It's actually going to be in... It's pretty close to being a land lawyer uh, as long as you get landlocked on the sea. Uh, okay, are you... I don't want to... I don't want to say this, but are you a real captain? Divine real. Uh, <laughs> I, I, just, I just mean, like... You know, you call yourself Captain Tibbs. Have you been captain of a ship? Like, what was what was your boat's name? The oh, uh, the Jim and Mervenheimer. The the Jim and Mervenheimer. Okay, yep. okay, all right. It uh, was a grand sloop. Okay, three masts. How how how? guns on each side. <laughs> so that so wait, was this a pirate ship? There were guns. No, it was a it was a pleasure cruise. Why? Why were there guns on the pleasure cruise? For uh, raking in that booty. Oh, okay. So, mm, is this a necrophiliac pleasure cruise or? No, no, no. I... We just we would go in to these ports. You see? Yeah. And then we'd shoot our guns a little bit. Okay. And then we'd shoot them towards the ladies. Um. And then they would come onto our boat. Oh, ooh, this mm, Tibbs. This and then we would take their treasure. Okay, that's not legal. I don't. It was uh, just me and Deckhand Daryl. Uh, I be, isn't Deckhand Daryl just a just a large tortoise? <laughs> He's. Just, I thought he was just like a ceramic turtle that's on your. He was a grand Galapagos tortoise. He has fathered over 2,000 children and helped repopulate his species. Um, and he is sitting right here uh, on my desk. Oh, can we Telling speak? you like everyone needs to, to support our troops. <laughs> okay, can, can I speak to Deckhand Daryl? Yeah. Hey, Deckhand, hey, Deckhand Daryl, how are you? He's waving at you. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he's, he's a, talking. Yeah, he's deck handing. He's to, he's totally talking, isn't he? Um, okay. I well, said he's talking in turtle. You can't understand. Oh, that okay, okay. Uh, well, you know, I, I I see you're a lawyer, a lawyer of the sea. Uh, possibly, 
possibly a sea rapist, but we're just going to ignore that. Because See, consensual. It's... Okay, it was consensual. Okay. Okay. Well, they loved it when we brought our guns to battle. Well, well, Tibbs, this segment's already gone to hell at least three times before, so let's just run with it. Uh, so you are at least a sea lawyer, so can we trust you in wrestler's court? Uh, uh, did you say wrestler's court? Damn it! First, first spider, now you. What? What did I can't you... tell. If I go back to wrestler's court, they'll kill all me. What did you do? Well, you see, I, uh... I set wrestler's court on fire. What the fuck? Why? It was a perfectly good place. Like, were you already in court for a different crime, or did you just... Well, it was after the great, uh... The great JWF, uh... Seaman Jaeger debacle. Oh, the Seaman Jaeger debacle, yeah. It what led to, uh... My famous 23-year feud with Spider Lockhart over oh. control of the company. Oh, we heard about Spider earlier. He uh, he shared some of uh, your semen with uh, Jim Cornette, I believe, actually. It was a, it was a team effort, oh, actually. Oh, so, so you were there as well, both of you. <sighs> um, so, basically, you shouldn't be our lawyer is what you're saying. I think they'll hang me at the gallows if I go back. <laughs> well, all right. Um, thanks Especially for the... if I see anyone like the Ultimate Warrior. Oh, yeah, no. We'll make I don't sh- want to talk about that. Oh, yeah. Was he or there? Me, that time me and Macho, we uh, had a problem. Oh, yeah? Took him out on the sea. He was never the same. Oh, no, no. Okay, so uh, don't call us. We'll call you if you could just leave the building. They'd be fine. Just please leave. Uh, do you mind? Uh, I hate to ask this because uh, I don't really. Uh, anyone have ever a car? Anyone ever tell you you talk a lot like Triple H? Yeah, we get that a lot. He's actually <laughs> uh, he's my son. Oh, really? So wait, Tibbs, is your real name Quadruple H? <laughs> well, uh, I don't really like to bring it up, because he doesn't like to bring it up. Okay. Uh, look, I haven't talked to her a while now. I just I just called an Uber for you. They're outside the door right now, if you could please. All right. Well, I don't uh, have anywhere to stay, actually. Uh, yeah, well, uh, Tibbs, do what you do best. Use your guns. And go frighten that Uber driver into giving you a place to stay. It'll be fine. Uh, if they can really just uh, drive me out to where my ship is. Oh, yeah, that, they'll take care of you. You just go in there, tell them where you're going, it'll be fine. All right, uh, huh? yeah, you, y'all be good now. <laughs> this is, all right. Damn, he's long-winded. <laughs> yeah, we might need to cut a little bit off. <laughs> Usually, uh... Just the tip? He gets a little bit, uh... He, he goes out there, man. Yeah. He has not had a good life. <laughs> he's, he's had some bad shit happen to him. He killed five squirrels with one bullet once. Uh, not to mention that time that we released the bear on him. Oh, yeah, and then he, he killed it. Like, we released the bear, it. and he killed it. He snapped that bear's neck in twain. Uh, so, I guess... Uh, that bear still adorns oh. the bow of his ship. Yeah. So, I guess uh, we're... 
We're st we're still screwed, aren't we? No, mm -hmm. we don't have anybody. Mm mm. Oh wait. What? Isn't there that one guy? No, Scotty. I don't really know. Like, I mean, he was outside of that last WWE event Blake, that I went to. Come on, call him oh. in. He—he's. You know, he's a big fan of our stuff. We've talked about him before. All right. All of his I'll career. Make the call. All right. Well. As long as Blake gets that settled, I think Wrestler's Court is going to be quite in our favor. So, Blake, what did you learn this week? I learned that you don't nuke the Duke. <laughs> or uh, else you'll get covered in puke. <laughs> and I learned that the best time to record a load of BS is when we're both tired and really don't give a shit anymore. Oh my um, god, where can they find you? At Blake A. Tanner on Twitter. At the Darkroom Vidya, V-I-D-Y-A, on YouTube. Yeah. Although we haven't posted shit in weeks. That's fine. We're on a little bit of a hiatus there, too. It's, yeah, okay, good. Uh, you can find me at Scotty Mo S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Buy my book on uh, Amazon. It's Quizzlecorp, Q-U-E-Z-A-L-C-O-R-P. And actually soon I'm going to be releasing an audiobook version of Quizzlecorp in a podcast format so you can listen to it, see if you like it, and if you do, buy the book and be a badass like everyone else who has bought it. And I can't wait for the uh, multiple versions as read by uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin on Spider Walkhart. <laughs> yeah, right? At the beginning, I'm just like, if you could, I have to go do dishes, but... <laughs> Uh, you can find us on Twitter at a load of pure BS, except no substitutes, and we will see you guys next week in Wrestler's Court. Dun, 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 dun. Um, Blake, I, think, I would. Huh? I, I think there's there, there's another person knocking. Is uh, he knocking with two hands? Uh, no, just one hand right now. Oh, come in. Hello? Oh, hello, dear dears. My name is Mrs. Doubtfire. And I'm here for the naughty position you've placed something for. Uh, I'm sorry, you guys have gotten us mixed up. This is the, the BS Productions oh. position for lawyer. Oh, I could be a lawyer. I could do that. Well, what do you know about Wrestler's Court? I, um... I... Blake, I'm gonna be honest. I thought this segment was gonna be a lot funnier. <laughs> <laughs> and bye-bye. And bye!